Welcome to Better Than MJ and Kobe? Question mark. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy. We are back live and direct. Alongside me is... It's Stitch. What's up, people? We're playing uh, We Are the Champions by Queen in the background. <laughs> uh, obviously, this is part two of the motherfucking NBA Finals cast. Holy shit. Dubs one and five. Yeah. It was uh, pretty dominant, I would say. Um, All the way around. Be- besides that um, record-shooting performance by Cleveland in Game 4, um, it didn't really seem all too competitive. You're right in a lot of ways. The first two... Now, let's just let's back up a little bit. We talked after Game 1. Okay. We made yeah. some predictions. Uh, actually, you correctly called Game 2. You said it would be another kind of blowout route game. I thought yeah. it would be a little closer. They blew them out. Yeah. Game three was competitive. Game three was was close. Game three, Cleveland had that game won, basically. Um, LeBron and Kyrie played well. The, the role players played well. And basically, it was KD showing he's the alpha, like we've said all fucking year long. Well, yeah, I mean, Kyrie had his moments of, I would call it mental lock. Mm-hmm. Because it was game three where he sort of just fired up that... That shot, I guess, hoping to get a two for one. Yep, and uh, essentially gave the Warriors the ball back. Um, and I'm trying to remember was it was that was it game three the the one where um, LeBron was put on skates where they called the, they thought it might have been a double dribble. Uh, that was got, I that believe was that was two. Okay. I believe that was two. Yeah, but I mean that was the one where Katie uh, Katie hit the dagger hit the dagger in LeBron's outstretched hand in his he face. Walks the ball up the court confidently. LeBron's heels are behind the three-point line. He's playing lackadaisical 33-year-old man defense. We're going to talk about that. We're going we're gonna to talk about LeBron's defense. Suspect-ass defense. Yes. And KD confidently just fucking hit the dagger. Um, it was a huge shot. Biggest shot of KD's career. Yeah. And one of the biggest shots for Warriors basketball history, period, you're ever going to see. Clutch as all hell. Um, and... That was the game where they go up three nothing rather than two one. Right, where the series in a lot of ways was won. It was just a matter of are they going to sweep or are they going to win it in right. five. Once you got to three oh, I think they were confident, they were comfortable. Two one stuff gets a little bit tight and mm-hmm. you get a little bit nervous, especially with um, how Steve Kerr just came back. Yep, um, you have question marks, and I think it not to say it puts them in a state of panic. But they start to reevaluate some some stuff. Well, you also got to remember too. This is their first year with KD. Yes. So it's a very new team. It's not like last year's team. So um, they haven't been tested all that much. Besides the game one of the Western Conference Finals before K. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Kawhi. Kawhi got injured. Sorry uh, by uh, Zaza uh, that we talked about. Um, that was the only time they were really down and in doubt. Yeah. Per se with this whole fucking playoff season. So. Man, let, let, let's let's get into it. And then obviously you have Game 4, as you alluded to. Uh, the Warriors going for a sweep in Cleveland on their floor. And Cleveland puts up four, what was it, 46, 48 yeah, in the first. They had, what, 89 at half? 89 at the half, which is a record. 48 or 40, I think 48 yeah. at the first quarter. And they were shooting the lights out. Yeah. It just wasn't the Warriors' night. Nope. Uh, they weren't hitting their shots. Curry was cold. Some highly questionable refereeing. Yeah, the foul calling was bullshit. Yeah, the foul calling and some of the non-calls. I watched Kyrie dribble it in between his legs, untouched, goes beyond past backcourt, no call, anything. It's just like, it was sort of bewildering. Yep. And um, a lot of people were like, oh, they, the fix is in, et cetera, et cetera. 
um, we would literally have a good debate about um, greatest team of all time. If, yes, we would. If it was a sweep, um, this would put a major tarnish on LeBron's legacy. Oh, certainly. Um, if he had have gotten swept. So that whole aspect was avoided. Yes. They um, did end up going back to Cleve, I mean, to Golden State. Warriors handled their business and um, knocked it out. And even Game 5, it was certainly not a blowout, um, except for there was a, I think, a 35 to to 6 or to 8 run yeah. in there, yeah. where the Warriors, re- before the, I think the, before J.R. Smith started hitting some, yeah. some big threes. I was able to watch, I was actually, um, a little backstory, I was traveling, so I watched Game 5 in the airport in yep. Dallas. And um, I was able to watch the entire game up until about eight minutes into the fourth quarter. I had to get on the plane, so I was checking my phone. And um, maybe I'm a horrible person, but I didn't turn my phone off when uh, <laughs> they said to turn your phone off. If the plane crashes, the plane crashes. <laughs> I was trying to get as many updates as I could while yes. I still had service rage. So uh, Warriors were up by, I believe it was like seven or eight with like eight minutes left. And it was just radio silence. I didn't hear anything. The... Um, Pilot then comes on the plane because it was a flight going from Dallas to San Francisco. And uh, he has he's, he started off, he said, we just received some news over the wire that, uh, or he's like, first of all, are there any Golden State fans? And I was like, yeah, or whatever. He's like, well, we have the results for the game. And he pauses for like 30 seconds. Nice. Some, some scumbag, <laughs> trolling, pilot <laughs> type <laughs> trolling. And uh, then he came over and said the Golden State Warriors had defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the whole plane just erupted. Just, mm. oh, just going nuts. Nice. I couldn't even hear what the score was. Because yeah. I, was, I was like, was it close? Because I, I heard 120 and I, I couldn't hear because everyone started cheering. So, uh, That's awesome. It made, it made the flight a lot less stressful. Because I was thinking about purchasing some online Wi-Fi <laughs> on the plane. I was like, I need to find out. I can't do three hours of not knowing. Yes. So, uh, yes. That, that news came over pretty pretty well. And uh, immediately I just started looking for crying Jordan. <laughs> and uh, all kinds kinds of just memes and, and all kinds of it was great i posted i think at last count 89 memes and or <laughs> yeah. gifts i had an explosion i told everybody i'm not fucking sorry uh all of those folks that uh that uh, had the 3-1 memes last yeah, year all the folks that said uh, the only reason why steph has any rings was because Kyrie was injured uh back in 2015 I told them all to suck it, and I just had a, a plethora of oh, fucking memes. Yeah. Fifty eleven thousand yeah. of them. You have to go. You have to. Uh, you have to get them while you can. Exactly. Uh, so that's it. Obviously, you guys already know that the Warriors won. Let's dive into some of the history and background and some of these topics. Um, heavy on the uh, the NBA Finals this week, mm-hmm. of course. KD Finals MVP. Um, he's a four time scoring champion. He's obviously won mm-hmm. uh, regular season MVP before. Uh, he's one of the best player, players of this era without a doubt. Maybe the second best. Comes to the Warriors, a 73-win team. Gets criticized as cupcaking. It gets criticized mm-hmm. as having a soft-ass move. And plays out of his fucking mind for all five and games. You also have to remember he was injured towards the end part of the regular season. Yep. Came back. Uh, they were, there was questions about if he was going to be able to actually even come back from because it was, it was a knee hyperextension mm-hmm. or knee sprain. Um, came back, um, I think it was maybe like two or three games left in the regular season. Yep. They were trying to worry about how they're going to fit him in, get his minutes and everything. And um, the, the Warriors just picked up right up where they uh, left off. So it worked out really smooth. And I think it's a testament that shows how unselfish this team is. Yeah. Um, and we, we said it at the beginning of the season about who the alpha is. And... Their willingness to 
sort of share the role, and whoever is open can takes the final shot. Yep. Um, and there was a couple maybe hiccups along the way. I remember one game where Draymond was yelling at Durant to sort of pass the rock, um, and they they had like a loss. I think it was Sacramento or something. But it's um, going to happen in the eighty-two game season. They they ironed out all the kinks, um, and KD, like I said, elite superstar came into a, a team where there was already established superstars. And they fit in perfectly together. Let's go back to something you said. I'm going to give you a whole lot of credit on this. Uh, You said before these finals started, uh, a few weeks back, KD, best player on the planet, better (laughs) than LeBron, were your words. Folks were looking at you side-eyed. Yeah, they were. What you got to say to those folks right now, Stitch? I want to say, say, where y'all at? (laughs) I remember all y'all's names. I'm accepting apologies. Get in line, mm, apologize, mm, take a knee, mm. and tell me you were right. And I forget, I can forgive you guys. There it is. People didn't want to hear it. LeBron, oh, LeBron this, LeBron that. KD put LeBron in his place. He put him right off the bat in game uh, two, uh, three, hitting that shot right in his face. Uh, and everyone talks about uh, looking back, revisionist history on this whole play. Oh, well, we got a triple-double, we got a triple-double, this, that. The first three games in the fourth quarter, LeBron was quiet. I think they, he had 11 points yep. in the first three games total. Yep. Everyone just sort of seems to forget about that. Exactly. Um, we see LeBron getting put on skates by Curry. Uh, it seemed like every play where the lane was open, LeBron's missing the backdoor cut or, or missing his assignment. I don't know if he's not communicating. He's supposed to have the switch man or something, but I'm watching it, people just dart to the hoop. Iggy's getting free free trips down the lane. Durant was getting free trips down the lane, just uncontested. And as much as people were making noise about and, and showing over and over the highlight of LeBron with the chase down block, with the chase down block, I'm watching Curry cross him up and then do reverse layups. And, and LeBron, he, he made LeBron look slow. And LeBron looked slow on a lot of the matchup switches and, yep. and defending the rim. I'm gonna a go. Lot of times. I'm gonna go one step further than you and actually say, for the full, whole five games of the fucking finals. I don't remember a single block from LeBron. Now, I am not saying there were none on the stat sheets right. and the box score, but there were none that had impact, I will say. Yeah. And um, if he had truly any, they just, maybe he lucked into them. Because none of them had any type of defensive dominance, and I'm going to show you, don't you ever come in this lane, yeah. Matumbo-esque, or last year on, yeah. on Iggy-esque. None of his defensive work, body of work, over these five games was impressive one bit. And even for someone who we also say has one of the best minds in basketball right now, he couldn't figure out this team, the Warriors, and he looked lost, as you mentioned, uh, on defensive assignments. Not just uh, where he was switching out on, on somebody, but even just making sure that his other players were, or his teammates, were in the right positions. You know, in game one, as we talked about in part one of this, where Steph made a terrible pass across court and it bounced uh, to uh, KD on the baseline. And LeBron fell down and then KD gets another dunk of his eight dunks that that half. LeBron looked out of sync and confused, which is something I have not seen from him very often. Uh, But we got to give credit legacy-wise, KD took a giant step for this era as being the best player and being perhaps the start of a brand new era of 
KD's dominance on this Rushmore of this era. Yeah, I would take that as a fair assessment. And I, I remember said even before um, he got to the Warriors, I said KD's on notice. KD needs to get a ring. If yes. he's one of these top tier superstars. He can't just keep getting eliminated and, and, and not getting a ring. I, I mean, I didn't really care how he did it. Um, it worked out great because he, he joined the Warriors. Um, it's sort of ironic that uh, I, I really wondered what Westbrook was doing when, mm. uh, when he watched all this go down. He tweeted something about watching Sister Act 2 yeah, that, during yeah. one of the games mm, of the finals. Sure he did. Yeah. yeah. So, so he says. But, um, yeah, yeah it, it was just really um, perplexing to watch... These people just drive down the middle of the lane, and I'm watching LeBron just sort of watch them go by with some James Harden type defense. Where yes. he could he could come in if, if you think you're going to get there and not take the charge. I mean, not uh, block the shot. At least try to take the charge or do something. Because I mean, Tristan Thompson was irrelevant for um, the entire series. Mrs. or Mr. Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, then game five, Kevin Love just. Ooh, now, okay. <laughs> some of y'all really need to eat some crow on Kevin Love, too. Now, he's been to three finals. Yeah. Has Kevin Love showed up ever Mm-mm. consistently in any, in any of these finals? No. Now, when he was in Minnesota, y'all said he was the one of the best big men in the entire league. He could shoot. He could rebound. Yeah, again, the 20, on a, 15 board nights and all this stuff. On a non-playoff team. Non-contending. With team. no bright lights in Minnesota yeah. on him. Sure, he put up numbers. Since he's been in Ohio, I think he's been a bust and underachieved for his level of all-star supposed awesomeness. Yeah. And nobody wants to mention that. On the flip side, I think Kyrie has actually ascended and thrived. Yes. He's shown me that he is a, a, a very uh, passionate player. He can make trick shots all the time. He's not afraid of the big moments. I get that. He's ascended up the echelon, and he's not even all NBA. He got snubbed on that. So Kyrie has impressed me. Kevin Love is almost, for me, on that level of Paul George overrated oh, scrubs. here you go with the Paul George. Almost. I'm just saying. But let, you know who we haven't mentioned yet? We, we're deep into this cast. Steph Curry got nine rebounds a game. He was crashing the boards. Steph Curry averaged 28 points per game. Steph Curry averaged over nine assists per game. We talk about uh, LeBron and uh, averaging a triple-double. Steph Curry damn near did the same thing. If he had had a better game four, you know, and Cleveland wasn't shooting the lights out, he may have averaged a triple-double for the ser- final series as well and still not won MVP. Yeah, I mean, Curry, Curry did a great job of adjusting to what, doing what he needed to do to help his team win. Um, and just sort of to even touch back on, on Kyrie, I heard a stat. I can't find it uh, exactly, but... Um, I guess now they're keeping track of dribbles. Mm. The amount of time the, the person dribbles the ball. Yep. And um, Kyrie had some absurd amount. It was like 400-something dribbles. And the highest one on the Warriors, they were all at like 210, 210, 2-something. Yeah. Two, two um, so it just shows that they're able to pass the ball around and swing it where... I don't want to call Kyrie just a ball stopper, like he's a Carmelo thing. He's no mellow. No, but I mean, a lot of times you can see how, okay, he's dribbling a lot until it gets down to like seven, six seconds on the on the, um, shot, clock. On the shot clock, and then he'll kick it or, or do whatever, and sort of playing that iso ball. But the iso ball doesn't work against this team. 
let me say this too. It, I, I've praised Kyrie quite a bit. I'm not afraid of his passing at all. I, I'm just not. I am very uh, in awe of the way he's able to make trick shots or basically high difficulty drives. Yes. He's able to do that consistently. It's not luck. He's able to do that whenever the fuck he wants to on good defenses. Because we have a good, a very solid defense, even though in game four it didn't showcase. But Kyrie's not someone who's going to give you 13 assists or something. He, he's just not. No. And the other thing is, I don't think anybody on Cleveland outside of LeBron deserves the ball that much either. Kyrie Kyrie knew who, who, who he was working with in terms of his teammates. And he knew that he uh, uh, there was nobody who really wanted to hit shots. Yeah, I mean, if nobody's going to take the shot or you can trust to take the shot, then, I mean, you you got to do it yourself sometimes. So I don't get too mad on him about that. Um, I, I just think it's, it just shows the, the, the great way that they play ball. Um, I, to even touch back on the Kevin Love aspect of it, these are all hand-picked guys by LeBron. GM LeBron? GM, GM coach LeBron. Mm. He created this team. His, he created this super team. Yes, he did. Now, he joined the super team in Miami. Yes. He created this one. He handpicked uh, Kevin Love because he didn't want... Uh, Wiggins. Yeah, he didn't want Wiggins. Then um, Who looks like a hell of a player. Yeah. Young player. Young. Yeah. But... Um, then brought in Darren Williams. Which, Shumpert. Shumpert. Uh, JR. JR. Tristan Thompson. He, he, he uh, politicked to get him that contract last year. This is... So, I mean, what else would help? I, like, I don't understand how is LeBron getting a pass for this. You organize this team. This is what you wanted. If I'm the... It's going to be a real interesting offseason to see how the management and the owners of the Cavs decide to handle the situation because Cleveland was paying luxury tax money. Yeah, they're um, still going to. They're still going to. They had... They got nothing to show for it. And they it looks like to be a large gap between... Where the Warriors are right now, and where the Cleveland Cavaliers are. Let, let's let's take one step back though. Cleveland, I agree with you, but Cleveland, you also have to give credit. They lost the finals. I don't want to be too much of a creature of the moment and say they're basically a lottery team. They they're 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 the second best team, arguably the second best team in the entire world. They've gone to three straight finals. They've won one. Um, he hasn't done. The worst job GMing, but he certainly hasn't lived up to ha- doing the level of GMing and coaching and playing that would consistently bring multiple championships to to Cleveland, Ohio. But that may be too ha- too tall of an order for anybody at this point. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, that's that's his. That's. It's on him. Yeah, it's on him. It, it's more on him than anybody else. You can't, I will say you that. You can't be like, it's on me, it's on me, and then when it when it doesn't work out, then deflect blame. You either, you either take, take, the, take the blame or reap in the success. You can't have it both ways. You, you That's tried true. to reap in the, in the success last year, and essentially you tried to bring back the same parts. Uh, you kept Tristan there. You brought in um, Deron Williams, who... Was just a shell. Like it. Like it's. It's really fascinating to me. Like what happened to his fucking career? Because yeah. he used. Like like I said before, it was him and Chris Paul were arguably the top two point guards in the league. Yep. And Williams yep. just completely fell off. He got old. He can't hit a shot. He can't do anything. Well, I, I would. 
Old and slow. Is he this? I would, I'd have to look it up to see if he's the same age as Chris Paul. Roughly, I would say. He, I would think so. A, I think he's 31, be, 32. He could be younger, possibly, but he just looks... He just doesn't look like he want, He wants to be out there. He. I don't even know if he scored a point this entire series. Oh, yeah. He was, he was scrub-tastic. But let me also say this, too. Some of this... You talk about bad GMing and decision-making for Cleveland, and then we got to get back to the Warriors and what they did right, but mm-hmm. LeBron led the league in minutes. LeBron was at his old age in terms of NBA legs playing 80 plus games and just going balls to the wall with basically 40 minutes a game and stuff. Um, And then in these finals, looked tired, looked slow, especially in the second half. He looked gassed. He looked... He looked like he was going to reach for the oxygen mask after you see like a, a big fat offensive lineman oh, run on an interception or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's what LeBron, one of the best athletes we've ever seen in this league, looked like. So some of that is poor decisioning decision making in the regular season. Some of that is obviously a team that was just better, but you know LeBron's got to take this L yeah. all the way around, and we haven't even said the, these words yet. Three and five. Yes. Uh, just a touch on that. Deron Williams and Chris Paul came out in the same draft. Mm. Deron Williams was the number three pick. Wow. Chris Paul was the number four. That's that's yeah. telling. And Chris Paul, I mean, we we harp on Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul is sort of next on the list in terms of like, all right, where's your ring? Yep. Where's your uh, finals appearance at? Yeah, well, before he does that, he still has to go to a Western Conference Finals, as we've already talked about. And then, obviously, there's been a little buzz about, oh, well, maybe they put him on San Antonio. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll let the dust settle. Yes, but yeah, let's let's talk about three and five. Yeah. Please, continue. (sighs) This is damning. Hey, first of all, I will say this. Going to eight finals, in and of itself, very impressive. Mm -hmm. Kobe went to seven, seven, Jordan went to six, Magic went to nine. You're in that conversation just in terms of number of appearances. I get all that. But holy fuck, three and five is not a good look. Three and five is not good. And you can say me all this stuff about, oh, he was only the favorite. He, he was only the favorite, I guess, in, uh, in one of them or something. They were sort of piping I'm, out there. I'm calling bullshit on that. I'd have to look up and see what. The, but it, it wasn't like he was completely super outmatched. Or anything. Every single one of the Miami teams um, was... Yeah, the Miami one where he lost, they were saying that was the one year he was the... The Dallas favorite, one, the one, they were Dallas. up to one. The Dallas one, they, the one that they lost to Dallas, they were supposed to be the favorite to win. Yep. From my understanding, how the people are saying. The revenge uh, finals against, I think in 13, against the Spurs, they got outplayed that last year in Miami yes. by a world-class level. That That's, was, I think, a 4-1 series, yeah. too. And none of those games were fucking close. He got lucky on on the one because without Ray Allen, he's two you're, and six. You're absolutely right. Yeah, without Ray Allen hitting that shot, he's two and six. I hear you. And you know you can always nitpick, and the ball bounces one way or another. Maybe without a Draymond suspension last year, yeah, he's two and six he's, or or one and seven. Yeah. He's so, very, very fortunate. So let, let's let's call that out, too. Yeah. Um, this, he takes the big L because he's the leader. He's he's called himself the world's best player. Mm. And before these finals, people are quiet as fuck now, but before these finals, 
What did you hear on nothing but sports talk radio? Who did they compare LeBron uh, this James to? Jordan, this to Jordan, uh, blah, blah, blah. Greatest of all, just nonstop squawking and, and yakking. And now it's, it's become the apology tour. Yep. Uh, oh, well, uh, he's, he's still having to do a triple-double. Ignoring the fact that he, those first uh, three games, he had 11 points in the fourth quarter. It, it just didn't show up in the fourth quarter when it mattered. Yeah, you, you pad your stats and I... I it, to me, it sort of diminishes this whole triple-double. It's like we're living in a triple-double era with this mm-hmm. whole Westbrook thing. And now triple-double is a great accomplishment. Don't I get me you. wrong on that. But if you're racking up these triple-doubles, averaging for a season like Westbrook, and you're, what, this, what was he, the fifth seed, sixth yeah. seed? Um, and then you're, at, you're getting triple-doubles and your team loses in five. Like It's not a good look. You need to figure out something else. Like... Whatever you're you're doing, you need to do something different. Yep. Because it's not working. It's not adding up to wins on the on the score sheet. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, sometimes the assists uh, and rebounds and even the points can be misleading. Yeah. Um, sometimes there are people who are going for the stats rather than the win, which the win is obviously way more important, especially when you're talking about in the playoffs. Um, the accomplishment, sure, you know, it, it's it's nice, but. Nowhere in that, in terms of the accomplishment of his triple double, nowhere in that does that overshadow a a losing record of three and five in the finals. And with you having that much experience in basketball, period, playoff basketball, finals basketball, you know you're not you're not surprised by the pressure. You're not surprised by the bright lights. You shouldn't be surprised by anything, and you should know exactly what it takes, especially having won three. To win, but there were uh, huge stretches where it seemed like he was confused, yeah, defensively and offensively. And I didn't see the level of leadership that we would expect from the greatest player on the planet, supposedly. No, no. you know. But the other thing, and I'm going to go one step further. I think he was a little starstruck. I think he was starstruck by seeing Steph and KD playing at an extremely high level together. Yeah. That was awe-inspiring in and of itself, where you don't know what to do because of the range of, of Curry and the athleticism and length of KD. It's deflating. Yeah. It's deflating when someone hits threes on you. It's deflating when someone's driving, dunking, and then dishing and having fun and joy out there, and you don't seem to have a fucking answer to stop it. No. It, I mean... Because I noticed some of the defensive adjustments they make, they made in terms of as soon as Curry seemed to cross the line, it, they were trying to double and trap him. Yep, and they were swinging around. I mean, Clay sort of had a poor offensive series. Bounce back in three, yeah, but it, but overall, but you're right. Yeah, um, but he he did lock it down on defense, and then uh, Draymond offensively wasn't really uh, hit his shots. But it seemed like everybody else when they needed. Uh, even the, the deep bench players, Patrick McCall is do, making making big shots. Oh, absolutely. JaVale McGee's. Absolutely. Livingston playing yeah, well. Livingston, Iggy. Yeah. It, it just seems like they just were a better team. And you can have all these so-called star players and everything. If you don't have the chemistry to make it go and the unselfishness, then it, you just have names on a piece of paper and on a jersey. Psychologically, they lost this finals before they even started. I think that loss at home to a... Uh, a weakened Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals for Cleveland 
showed me everything I needed to see, along with having uh, one of the what, 21st or 22nd worst defense in the league for Cleveland and only having 51 wins and playing the last half of the season at a lackluster pace and losing the number one seed. It showed me psychologically that they kind of had a collective, to use your phrase, big man lazy uh, feeling from last year's um, uh, championship. Where yeah. they were, they did not look hungry throughout this season. Yeah, I, 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 for me, the big big sign was uh, that game one against mm. the Warriors. I think I can't really get mad at them about getting a little bit big man lazy because they were mowing through the Celtics when Isaiah was there. So when Isaiah's gone, it's like okay, let's just go through the motions and they did. Yeah, so I think that was a little bit um, eye opening. But I, I think they were just lazy in terms of that. I think when they realized that they're not. The shit that they thought they were was that game one, and they were just uh, just the moment got them. Deer in headlights. Yeah, let's um, let's talk about the Dubs a little bit. Sixteen and one, extremely impressive record. They do have the record for the best um, streak in yes. playoff history. Um, they were a one game away from perfection, so it puts them right there with uh, the O one. Uh, yeah. Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. They had one more win, uh, and because the, of the format. Yeah, because three, of the format. Four, three, four, four, four. Yeah. Yeah, in this one it's four, 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 four. Four, yeah. four, four, four. Which uh, I, I think, I'm before this even started, I said if they sweep, it's automatic for me. Mm-hmm. Best team of all time. Now you get muddier waters where you can debate, you can show through analytics, maybe they are. Um, I'm going to say... They're in the top three and in the conversation, at least of teams I've ever seen. And I'm going to put them right there with the 96 Bulls and 01 Lakers. I think it's in a lot of ways a toss up. But when you go inside the deep basketball numbers that actually don't tell you how hard someone's playing or the intangible stuff and what rules and error you're playing in, I think they probably could handle in a seven game series both of those teams. But I'm not going to make a strong-ass argument like I would if they had uh, swept the Cavs. I think, there's a, I think there's a difference between a great, epic accomplishment and being a great, epic team. Mm. Let's say, for example, uh, and it's so funny because uh, Moneyball was actually on, on TV the other day. The Oakland A's won 20 games in a row yep. in the regular season. That's something that had never been done. It's a great accomplishment in itself. It's something that hasn't been done. Yep. Um, and it's hard to compare with other sports because, uh, obviously, with NFL, you lose one, you're out. Yep. Um, if they had gone 16-0, it would have been a really great, epic accomplishment that, obviously, no one can take away from them. No one can. El- no one else can do 16-0. All you can, or better that, all you can do is tie it. Um, I put them in my top three or four teams all time. Um, I, I would say I'd put them in, in three just because... I think the 0-1 Lakers would give them problems. And when I... The the problems that I think that they would give them is just the size. Um, Shaq. Shaq. <laughs> yeah, just, just the size in general. Um, and then even the... Uh, and I was looking at, I think it was the 87 uh, Lakers with Kareem, Magic. Um, they're, they're just huge. Yeah. So I think that would give some... Some people, some that would give the Warriors some problems. Not to say that they wouldn't be able to overcome that, but I think those two teams just 
just in terms of equating what you can get away with on a nightly basis. And obviously, this is probably one of the best shooting, if not the best shooting, especially three-point teams we've seen ever. ever. Um, still, under the basket with Shaq is a high-percentage shot. It really um, is. Under the basket with Kareem is a high-percentage shot. Um, and that's really that's the only glaring weakness that I guess you could say the Warriors have. Right now we're in a in a NBA where there's I wouldn't say there's a dominant force changing big man. Uh, Anthony Davis is arguably the best center in the league. But he can put the ball on the floor. He can put the ball on the floor, he can do it, but he doesn't dominate the way Shaq dominated. No. People were hoping Dwight Howard would get that to be that way, but he just seemed to just lose interest in bettering himself and Big Man Lazy. Yeah, he sort of has his head in the clouds. Um I just think that O one Laker, I mean the O uh, one Laker team just would give them problems. You have Shaq at center, um, so essentially, let's say you're putting who Zaza on him. That's oh, that's not a Shaq's going to eat him for lunch. They're going to have they they have to double that, or or else it's going to just Shaq's going to score seventy five. Yeah. So essentially, he's kicking out to either, and they're run that triangle offense. Someone's going to have the open shot, whether it's Ori who's on that team, Rick Fox. Um, actually, I'm looking at the uh, the, the 2 one because I was comparing the uh, 0-1 versus 0-2 Lakers. That's all right. They had Ori. They had Rick Fox. Yeah, uh, Fisher could hit. Um, they had Shaw, who was coming off the bench doing doing a little bit of stuff. Ron Harper was up there in age. Yeah, you um, got Kobe. Yeah. I, right? I, I just think the size in that would create some problems. And obviously, I mean, they... There was there weren't any Kevin Durant's back in 0-1 doing, nope. doing what they were doing, so that would make things really interesting. Um, I still have to give the my nod to the um, Lakers on that. Um, one of my underdog teams that I kind of had was, I believe, the 2010 Lakers. I thought that would be interesting to see how they matched up. Big, long, when, tall team. Because Bynum, before Bynum got full big man lazy, Bynum was, was a dominant force. In still his Gasol, Gasol, for Bynum. those three finals that they went to, and they won two, mm-hmm. Gasol was the best big man in the league, period. Yeah, yeah Gasol, Gasol, Bynum, um, I think Odom would have would have matched up. I don't say, he, I mean, obviously Durant's better than Odom. I think Odom would have, be, would, been, would have been able to be competitive with Durant. Well, and you could also switch out meta world piece yeah. in there, too. I really like this, this 0-9-10 team. Now, obviously, at this point, Fisher was a liability at point guard. I remember he was getting eaten for lunch by Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, and just younger, faster point. Even Aaron Brooks was lighting him up. So Curry, I believe, would have his way with Fisher. I just think that some of the other pieces in this uh, team would would fare pretty decently well. I would be really interested to see that these teams play up. Uh, you had Shannon Brown, Trevor Ariza. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That were, that were really but, athletic young guys. Well, let me say this. The reason why it's fun to play this hypothetical game that you can never fucking do in terms of mm-hmm. there will never be this game between any of those Laker teams that you mentioned or any of the Bulls teams or Spurs teams with this Warriors team cannot happen just based off of how time works. Right. Um, but to have a modern team compared to the best of all time – and us being in the moment, but still it having some legitimacy, says a lot about these Warriors. And then the other thing that I have to just add, Curry, in a lot of ways, has changed the NBA. And it's subtle, and we don't give him enough credit for it. The fact that you have to change your defensive game plan around someone consistently hitting shots from 30 feet away. And maybe just 
pulling up on a breakaway and hitting another three on you revolutionizes the game differently, but to a, a an equivalent state as having a dominant big man like Shaq or Wilt fucking Chamberlain coming in there and demanding a double team and how are you going to defensively handle that. And then you add Kevin Durant, who has the same type of range, but also can put the ball on the floor, can finish strong, can do literally everything you would possibly want from a basketball player. If I was in NBA 2K, I would probably make Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, it it would be a really fun matchup. Now, I will go ahead and say um, this Warriors team would beat those Bulls teams. Like, I, I think that wouldn't be... Well, here's the a, here's a proof in the pudding. Steve Kerr was on one of those Bulls teams, you know, yeah. and, he was, and he played for the Spurs and won championships as well. Kerr, in his trolling self, and Steve Kerr is a fucking troll, yeah. and I love him for this. Basically, I'm going to paraphrase, he said, isn't it funny how in basketball uh, people get slower, weaker, less skilled over the generations? Yeah. So, therefore, the players in the 1950s would always be the best players and would always dominate yeah, on it, uh, for any era. Yeah. They were they were the best athletes and were unstoppable. Back when dunking was illegal. Yeah, George Mikan or yeah. whatever <laughs> was the king of basketball and we all celebrate him and his athleticism yeah. until the end of time. But for all other sports and activities, humans evolve and get better at things. But for basketball, it doesn't happen that way. That statement was so genius for me, you know, when it comes to Steve Kerr, because it kind of puts things in context, because you had people coming out of the woodwork, like Magic, who I I enjoy quite a bit. Nobody hates on Magic. Um, You had Rasheed Wallace, you had plenty of the Bulls. You had a lot of players, some who won championships and some who didn't, saying, oh, my team would sweep these Warriors. They ain't shit, they ain't shit, they ain't shit. Well, okay, old-timer. Yeah, whatever you say. Whatever you say, but... I know that when you were playing, you didn't win your first uh, 14 games in the playoffs. You've never done that, except for, you know, the old one Lakers or whatever. But nobody else has done that. So you just kind of have to respect the fact that with basketball, things can and do improve. And just just like they do for anything else in in life. In every sport. In every sport, people people get get stronger, faster. There's more... There's better training, nutrition, nutrition, uh, film study. Uh, That's just like a regular. It's an everyday grind. Yeah. There. I I mean, I don't know when nutritionists got on the scene in in the NBA or when they started to have all these advanced types of uh, medicine and healing. I mean, Kobe was flying out to Germany to get his blood work. We still don't know what the fuck that (laughs) surgery was. We don't know what it was. German Nazi scientists took yeah. Kobe Bryant's knees Super and made him, made him eight years younger. Exactly. What happened? I don't know. So I'm just saying it, it, it's fun to play these games. I'm also, I, I will appreciate our namesakes for this podcast. Kobe and Jordan stayed out of the fray. Yeah, yeah they did. And we got to tip our hats to them, you know. Um, I didn't hear a single word from Jordan about this team. Now he said last year, rightly so, 73 and 9 didn't mean shit without the ring. All, true statement. But he didn't say shit about oh my Bulls would be do this and that. Yeah. No. There, hey. There's no no chance the Bulls would beat this team. Yeah. No chance. I would mean, they just wouldn't match up well at all. I mean, everyone's talking about oh Jordan this, Jordan that. Not to say Clay could guard Jordan, but Clay's bigger I would have to look up his stats, but Clay's 
like an inch taller. Same, uh, yeah, and he's same build, bigger. Yeah, yeah. It, it would it wouldn't be and Curry would just run circles around whatever clown they put out there. I, again, I keep going back to this. Nobody in NBA history was really guarding the three point line or. After you ha- pass half court, no. make sure you get on this man because he may pull up and shoot. No. That has never happened before. Yeah, it, it didn't really... And people didn't develop this defensive philosophy until Curry started doing it two years ago. Yep. And everyone was just losing their mind. We're just like, get on him. They get ha- on him. The EA... <laughs> is it e- No, who makes NBA 2K? Uh, is it 2K Entertainment? Yeah, t- I think so. Whoever the makers of 2K literally had to stop... Mid game and put in a patch to say, "Hey, Curry can pull up from forty and usually hits it." Because yeah. people were pissed, rightly so, playing the game. Like, "Hey, how come Curry can't hit shots ten feet past the three point line yeah. like he does in real life?" He broke a video game <laughs> with his gameplay, and yeah. nobody, nobody wants to give him credit because he's skinny and light skinned. Yeah. And there's you know? all this, all this, oh, they're, they're so tough and etc. Oh, Rodman. Like, Draymond's bigger than Rodman. Yep. He's bigger, stronger, he's more talented on offense. That donkey so, can play. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't understand how... Who's who's punking Draymond? Like, you think you think Rodman's just going to toss Draymond aside no, or something the, like that? that? That would be a good tussle, though. I'd like yeah. to see that one. So, I mean, I mean, the Warriors have toughness. I mean, Zaza can second, play tough. David West is a tough guy. Second, rate is, uh, second uh, highest ranked defense in the league this yeah. year. And they barely lost that to San Antonio. Yeah. Durant would would devour Pippen. Durant is so much better than Pippen. It's embarrassing. Yeah. You let us know your views. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever, hit us up. Um, Let's get into politics a little bit. Immediately after Game 5 and the Mm -hmm. win, uh, there were questions coming out about the Warriors avoiding uh, President Trump's invitation and not attending uh, a, a meeting at the White House. I found this hilarious because first of all it's it's interesting to me when this is brought up and when it's not brought up when tom brady the poster boy of the nfl the most watched uh sports french or sports uh in north america sports we have in team sports in north america that we have he declined to visit with uh, president obama now, the team went big, you know, 50, 60 people or whatever. Mm-hmm. I get that. But the face of the NFL declined. I've never really heard a whole lot of criticism for that. But Steph Curry and maybe Kevin Durant declined. The invitation hasn't been sent yet, but they declined. Yeah. Or they're rumored to decline. Yeah. And, and Curry is also the same way. Yeah. I mean, they've all, they've been publicly sort of spoken out against uh, some of Trump's policies. I believe um, a lot of a lot of it having to do with like the immigration mm-hmm. uh, ban that that Trump passed and everything. I mean, it's it's a business. Yep. The, the National Basketball Association, and as much as people try to wrap politics in with sports, um, in terms of us. Uh, draping a flag over everything and, mm-hmm. and doing a national anthem, like it, it doesn't really have anything to do with government at all. Uh, we Very go, true. So, yeah. so the way that they uh, they expect all this, uh, oh well, it's disrespectful. Like no, it's not. If you're working at Pizza Hut and uh, you get an <laughs> invitation. 
for uh, you and your your delivery crew to go to pizza to go to the White House. If you want to go, yeah, you can go. Isn't it's not mandatory? You don't have to like the president. No citizen of this country has to personally like or approve mm-hmm. of the president of Congress of your local school administrator yeah. of your you know you don't have to like or approve of anybody you know yeah and so to say or imply that professional athletes must at all times appreciate every president or world leader and that's just what you must do that's not their no. fucking job the president is not the owner of the the team yeah the president doesn't write the checks they nope. are not government employees no so there's there's really no tie to it people just assume it because they say the national anthem and they sing it and throw a flag on everything and before every game and, and afterwards so I, I don't see what what the issue is I don't like the selective bullshit outrage either. You know, for for me, that's what's infuriating. If you're going to have a problem with Steph Curry, first of all, get in line. Secondly, you best believe that I'm going to bring up a long list, because this is nothing new, of individual players that have declined White House invitations over the years. Obviously, Tom Brady is the most um, glaring one because everybody knows who he is and he's been invited five times and whatnot. But Has he never been? That's a good question. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not willing to say he has never been. He may have gone during W. Bush's okay. administration, but I know um, it when they beat Seattle during the Russell Wilson okay. uh, interception. Yeah. He declined. Okay. I mean, I figure what. And I, mean, I believe he's gone once. Then what? Is, I believe he's declined more than once. Okay. But but regardless, we can fact check that or whatever. I know he's declined at bare minimum once, mm-hmm. and there's no big deal. There was no muss, no fuss. It wasn't the end of the world. Um, I think there's also this thing with the NBA where you're not wearing helmets. Your face is known more. Uh, the N- NBA is ascending in a lot of ways. And uh, people want to play outrage politics that it just seems silly to me. Yeah, I, I completely agree. If they want to go, they can go. If not, they don't have to go. And who cares if they do or don't? I don't even think Trump's sending the invitation. I, I really don't. No, no. I, I, I don't. I don't think it'll be an issue. I don't think they're going. I don't think they want it. I don't think the White House wants it. I no. think that's it. It's And I think with the previous administration, like, Obama has come out and said he's a basketball fan. Like, he watches basketball. Plays he's it. Play, yeah, he plays it. He knows his stuff. He knows these players' names. I don't think Trump knows shit about basketball. Yeah, and he doesn't have to. Yeah. I'm also fine with that. Whether, you know, he wants to. I think W was big into baseball. Yeah. He, he, he loved baseball and probably, you know, could tell you all about yeah. that and, and the World Series and all that. But, hey, Whatever you're, whatever you're into, do your thing. Yeah, if you want to go, you can go. If not, whatever. If you've been before, you don't want to go a second time. Then okay. I, I mean, if I got invited, maybe I would go. Uh, depending on the administration or whatever. If, but I would go. But if I was won five titles and it was yearly thing, I'm like, nah. I'm just gonna set this one out. Or I'm just gonna go, go to the fucking Bahamas yeah. this week. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd wait. I'd weigh it. Yeah. Low key, I'd probably I'd like to say that I'd I'd be a little bit like Kerr, you know, Kerr or staff or yeah. KD, and say, yeah, peace out. I don't. I, don't I would like ask what, what what are they serving for dinner? Yeah, there you I go. Don't know what's on the menu. <laughs> um, let's get into this highest rated or most watched. Okay. Let me say it that way. NBA Finals since 1998, which was of course the Byron Russell yeah, push off on Utah Jazz. 
what we thought was going to be Jordan's last game before those forgotten uh, wizard years. Um, very iconic finals. We all remember that. We've seen the replay a billion fucking times. Yeah. I found this hilarious, too. Because all throughout these playoffs, you had Barkley, you had a whole lot of people coming out the woodwork, all these sports analysts saying, there's no competition, it's boring, I want, I want competitive games, I want a real series, all this other stuff. And yet, eyeballs are on this game, on this series. Mm. Um, the NBA had its crowning achievement, and they're always nervous about these ratings, because you never know. Back in the dark days, they did tape delays even for the NBA Finals. They people watch this because, as we talked about all year long, this is the third time in a row. First time yeah. in NBA history, you get the same two teams the third time in a row. This is what everyone wanted since the end of the last one. So how you got here, like, I don't see why it mattered. Um, would would you have rather watched the Warriors play Boston? Yeah, nobody would wants you, that. Would you rather watch the? Uh, the Spurs play Cleveland? Yeah. No. Yeah. These are the two teams you've wanted since the beginning of the year, since July 4th, since Durant signed with them. Yep. This is what this is what you guys have been waiting for. Are you not entertained? Exactly. And <laughs> clearly, you are fucking entertained because you watch. I don't care if you hate watching. You still fucking watch. And you watch more than any of the... Lakers teams in the 2000s, more than the big three in Boston, more than the goddamn Miami Heat, um, you know, when they had LeBron. You cared about this finals from empirical data more so than any in this century. You wanted this. This century. You wanted this. The only thing that people wanted more was they wanted the Lakers versus Cleveland thing. They wanted to see Kobe and Cleveland match up in a finals. Cleveland just never got there. yeah, yeah, that was a. I will give them credit in saying that was a much you had younger. Those, you had those puppet commercials. Well, you know, you could have had that with Cleveland when they got swept by San Antonio the first in LeBron's first finals. So the Lakers didn't make it that year. I, LeBron was still sort of. Yeah, I but I mean, you, you, but you still could have had. We weren't at like final form exactly, but you couldn't. You could have had it. Yeah, and then I will say on the tail end, you could have had it if the Lakers had made it to the finals when Dallas won it the first year in Miami. Yeah. Because Kobe was still playing, mm-hmm. Kobe was still healthy enough, and he had, they still had this all. You could have still yeah. done, it, done it there. The one was, was the two, I think it was 2010, where they should have beat Orlando. Yeah. That was the one where everyone was just rubbing their hands, waiting for it to happen, and just did That not, was the big did one. Not. Yeah, that would, that would have been fun. Yeah. Um, but, but in terms of, like, wire to wire, this is what everyone's wanted. They wanted to see the Spurs play the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. They wanted to see this young Celtics team take on Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals. That disappointed. Whose fault is that? Nobody's. I mean, and it was unfortunate that Kawhi got hurt. And Isaiah. Yeah, and Isaiah. But, I mean, Shit you're happens. here for the finals. You're yep. here for, this is what you wanted. This is what you got. I mean, what else did you want? Did you want it to go seven? Why? Like, yeah. You want the? I don't. I don't want pity games. I, I. I don't want to come down to one game. I want to see who is the best over these seven games. The Warriors are best, obviously, in the first three. In the fourth one, Cleveland bested them, and in the fifth one, Warriors won. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't want. Oh, like I don't want giveaway games. Yeah. Just to get to a game seven. Like I, I want to see these teams come out firing on all cylinders. And I mean, the Warriors did. The other thing is. There's this false sense of, this false narrative that you hear about, oh, we want parity. I, I hate hearing those mm-hmm. fucking words all the goddamn time. You hear it more in the NFL than you hear in the NBA, but you still hear it in the NBA a little bit too. Um, 
We don't want parody. Lakers versus Celtics, which we're going to talk about in a whole separate cast because yeah. that series is going on and both of us are starting to watch it and it seems yes. amazing. But the whole reason um, for that series being amazing, the ESPN 30 for 30, is because there were two teams that were the best. They had star power and they met up in the finals yeah. over and over and yeah. over again. Two different areas of the country, two different kinds of demographics, two... Um, so, so many soci- social uh, social um, ramifications on what was going on in, in both those areas of the country yep. at that time, which the um, the documentary touches on. That's what that's what everyone wanted. Yeah, and not to the same level of impact, mm-hmm. but in the modern era, this is the closest we've ever had to a Lakers versus Celtics. And this is the best rivalry in North American no, but sports. No, no, no. Period. LeBron said this is not a rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron said it's not a rivalry. Tyrone Lue said uh, Celtics give them more problems than the Warriors could. Man. All, all, the, all these quotes that uh, stupid ass quotes. Yeah, dumb quotes. Putting out. Yeah. Dumb quotes. Eating all kinds of crow. Yeah, they're they're eating crow and they're silent. Um, let's also get, let's let's move on just a wee, wee bit. Um. What moves would you like to see? Because obviously the, the season is over. Um, there's rumors flying left and right about teams trying to uh, challenge the Warriors in the West or cha- uh, Cleveland trying to get better or the East trying to get relevant again. What would you ideally like to see from an NBA fan perspective in this offseason? Um, that's a good question um obviously i have my laker bias so i would like the lakers to um i guess get this whole ball you want you still want him huh you want this nightmare uh, i guess <laughs> i mean yeah roll the dice with ball and then hopefully they uh maybe get something with paul george that way they get a little bit competitive and start getting on the Ooh, both okay so you're saying draft ball and then acquire they, are the... you giving up something it, or, or is he coming as a free agent over i i that that's where it becomes a little bit iffy because I'm not really attached to any of these parts on the Lakers, um, except for uh, young boy from Duke. Uh, Park no Parker. Um, the guy they drafted yet last year. The name is escaping. D'Angelo. No, the guy from Duke. Yeah, uh, uh, whoever. The rookie kid. Um, so I'm not really attached to D'Angelo or, or Swaggy or <laughs> Swaggy P. In any of these guys. So, and I, I like how Magic is is making moves. And uh, Magic's not going to sit around and let these uh, guys be just cellar dwellers. Great players tend to be awful GMs. I'm going to put that out there. I do not want him to fail. I want Magic to succeed. Is he, is he officially the GM role now? I don't think he. I think he's an advisor, right? Because I don't think he Ooh. took. Because the the girl bus Jeannie took back her role, kicked homeboy out. Yep, her uh, brother. Yeah. I, th- I see. I thought he was doing and some is it stuff. Cup check. The guy still, or I you know what? We'll fact check that. ourselves on yes. that. We'll, we'll fact check ourselves. I, I want them to make some moves, but in terms of like challenging the Warriors, you want Paul George in LA. I'm sorry, I have to go back to that. <sighs> See, and I, this is where I'm torn because obviously people are just throwing out news, just throw out news in terms of oh, LeBron might uh, leave to go to the Lakers. I would be a nightmare scenario. I would hate that. I would have major problems if that happened. It would instantly make you a not only a playoff team but a relevant threat. I just don't... LeBron, no. Then he's just in a, a hired gun, and essentially. He's just, in terms of teams just grabbing and snatching, and then he moves around. I, 
Hey, it's a mess remember, for his legacy. Remember, the Lakers did not draft Shaq. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but still, it's just... I, I don't want any part of that. Uh, the whole Westbrook thing is a little bit more interesting. I could see Westbrook going to the Lakers more easily than I would see LeBron doing it. Now, he if that were to happen... I would look at him so suspect from all the shit about he said with Oklahoma City and this is where this is home and blah 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 but we'll see. Yeah. And and they centered that franchise around him. You know what I mean? Let, let's just be clear. I we haven't mentioned the best white boy in in all of pro basketball, Hayward. Yeah. Uh well I mean Celtics want him. The Celtics want him. They want to reunite him with uh, his his coach. Uh, Wait till we get on the Celtics versus Lakers mm-hmm. documentary. Yes, the Celtics history <laughs> with good white players is very very interesting. <laughs> We're going to come back to that. Yeah, um, but I mean, if the Spurs do get Chris Paul, it'll be interesting as long as Chris Paul can stay healthy. Uh, I'm getting up there in years, man. Yeah, I've been hearing noise about shipping Blake to OKC. Well, hold on. Let's back up just one bit. All right. If you're Tony Parker, you've won three or four championships. You gotta go. But but look, just just hear me out. You don't think that Parker, even though he's an older point guard, still playing with Pop, you don't think he should, from a legacy standpoint, retire in San Antonio and still have an opportunity to mold some younger players and be be part he, of Pop's if system. If he's fine coming off the bench. Ooh. Then yeah. And, you want you want to start Tony Parker over Chris Paul? If you got a chance for Chris Paul right now, or or Tony Parker, you're not going to make that move. You got you got to take CP3 if you can. I I would prefer CP3. I, I yeah, get C, you on that. CP3, Kawhi, and I mean they got some old pieces. I, Gasol is is on his last breath. This is it for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean that's what you, you sort of have to do. I think you got to. I mean, Ginobili seems to understand well, that he's gone. Well, hold on, hold on to what what we have to do for at least for, from a San Antonio standpoint. You still have a team that is able to find gems in the draft. Everybody talks about the fact that you know none of these Warriors were the number one, two, or three uh, top draft pick in any of their years. When you talk about Clay and Dre mm-hmm. and Steph, Kawhi wasn't any kind of close to a number one draft pick. They had the eye for picking talent. Long, Ginobili is further evidence. Tony Parker. I mean, they they have potential Hall of Famers that they've gotten late in the first round, sometimes in the second round. San Antonio knows what they're doing in terms of finding gems historically. I think their window is closing. You could say that. Uh, I don't know how long sixty plus wants win to coach team? sixty plus win team. Yeah, I, I agree, but I mean, Father Time's undefeated. So <laughs> I don't know how much longer Pop wants to coach. Um, all this BS. He just seems like he doesn't want to deal with a lot of BS, and it seems like the league is still not in favor with this whole resting players concept when it obviously worked for Golden State. I love Salty Pop. <laughs> I, I love the fact that he's super. He, he's actually very political sometimes. Yes. Oh he, yeah. He's very gruff. They with wouldn't it. go to the White House. The Spurs wanted. They, they wouldn't. No. Yeah. He, he pops going to pop. Yeah. And in terms of like hypocrisy and whatnot. There are things that Pop can get away with saying that nobody else in basketball can get away with saying. But go ahead. No, and um, I just, I think their window is very limited. And I think you need to plug somebody in there that, that and sort of get rid of the, I mean, yeah, you, you draft well, but you need to get some young pieces in there. You have Aldridge, 
who's who's a young player. You have who's Kawhi. soft. He's soft, but obviously, and he's he wasn't able to step up as a number one offensive option when or number two, three, four, or five. That, so I think you need somebody like Chris Paul who can shoot if he's got the shot. He can he can play defense and he can facilitate an offense. That'd be an interesting team, no, no doubt for San Antonio. I don't think San Antonio needs to panic. I'm going to say this, and it may sound bold. I put them already light years ahead of Cleveland. I think that they are a better team. I think if you had a finals matchup, if if the ball hadn't bounced for the Warriors and there were maybe some key injuries, like KD and Steph go down in the, in the Western Conference Finals and San Antonio goes in there, I think San Antonio mops the floor with Cleveland. I think they're closer than any other team in the league on paper now. But you're right, adding Chris Paul would be huge. You just got to make sure that it all gels together. I just think that there's only one Kawhi. So are you going to try to maintain Kawhi on LeBron, or are you going to have him try to completely lock down Kyrie? I think you put him on LeBron. And I think... uh, Then I would think Kyrie would have his way. Definitely, and you, I, I think that I think that's more dangerous. We, watching the, this series, anytime I saw Kyrie heating up, I was like, "Uh oh, this this is bad." Because LeBron's going to LeBron. It's just when Kyrie's clicking and LeBron's doing his thing, that's when they're just deadly. You're right. And San Antonio, at its present state, does not have enough firepower. I could see this. I wouldn't say it would be a sweep, but I think San Antonio, healthy, could get Cleveland in this current con- configuration in six or seven games. I just think that the Warriors' pace of offense gave a poor defensive team like Cleveland so many problems where San Antonio, I don't think they willfully exploit that defensive problems with their their slow tempo pace of, of game. I'm just going to remind you, Game 1, Western Conference Finals, deep into the third quarter, halfway through, yeah. they're up by 20-plus points. This is true. On the Warriors in Oracle. Yes. Um, let's switch gears. We talked about a whole lot of hoops, and yes. hoops is fucking fun. McGregor and oh, Mayweather. This is finally going to happen. It's super a circus, fight. It's not. A, it's not a super <laughs> fight. It's a goddamn circus show. It's a circus show, and it's it's embarrassing. And I'm not even really a, a boxing like passionate about boxing. I enjoyed watching boxing growing up, younger. Watching Sphinx fight and Holyfield, Lewis, Tyson, um, Rick Bow, all these all these names. Holyfield. Um, they, I, I, you know, the UFC is a joke to me. Wow. U, the UFC is is sort of just a um, it's WWE without acting. Ooh, it, that's really what it is. But they want to be the WWE in terms of the 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 money and and everything that they in the national attention. They're 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 thriving to try to be a legitimate league in comparison to the NHL and. MLB Big Four, and, and yeah. In terms of the Big Four, and it's just seen, and they're they're trying too hard, and they're embar- they're forcing stuff down our throats. I remember when they were Chuck Liddell's the baddest man on the planet, and the next thing you know, we're, we're seeing how Liddell would do this, Liddell would do that, and he gets knocked, he he got knocked the fuck out. We never hear from him again. They, he did have a long career. I yeah, he did he have had a long, long career. career. But they, they they keep trying to force this guy down our mainstream throats and say, you need to come stop what you're doing and come watch this person because this person is the baddest man on the planet, et cetera, et cetera. He's a superstar. He transcends the sport. 
and they every time even go back to Tito Ortiz and mm. stuff all these other, and then um, Rampage Jackson was another one and now and then it was Ronda Rousey was was oh could, could she beat Floyd Mayweather and, I don't remember oh, that. she she's a superstar we need to have her be Miss Marvel and all this all this dumb UFC bullshit that they keep forcing down our throat now it's Conor McGregor can I ask this really quickly yeah. to just jump in for for you does it seem like the star power uh, of the UFC changes too quickly because that it's you're you're listing off a lot of former stars and it seems like your your gripe is um once they lose or they get knocked down a peg you don't hear from that supposed superstar as much as you did previously. They're desperate to make one of these people one of these mega stars. To have mm. them be the Jordan of UFC. To have uh, them be the Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron of, of their sport. Where they can ha- see this person walk down the red carpet and make him instantly noticeable. Actually, he or she. And it seemed like Rousey was the closest one because she was an attractive female. Yep. And uh, she was winning fights at the time. Be- whether, I mean, even though it was, what, nine or eleven fights. It, it seemed like they're they're pushing it so hard. And they're so desperate to try to get to that mainstream level. And it's just not... It, it just doesn't work. And it's... I mean... Even if you're comparing it to like the WWE, when we all know the WWE is, is staged in, in stage for mm-hmm. the results on what happens, obviously, but they are still athletes. They are still mega stars, and they're recognized throughout the entire world. Yes, sir. I think that's what Dana White wants the UFC to be in terms of their that's stars. A, now, that, you, that seems like a good goal financially for him. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. But it's in, but when you're forcing it down people's throats over and over and again, and giving it. This hey, look at this person. This is the new whatever, and you're you're constantly shifting that person around. Let me ask you this: so are are you saying that the focus in terms of um, how we get to superstardom should be reversed, where it should come grassroots and organically from be. the from the fans, and then we, the fans support someone becoming a superstar rather than the league promoting someone into superstardom? I agree. Is that what Don't, you're saying? Yeah, and it's happened like that with everyone except LeBron. LeBron was ah. a superstar before he even dribbled on a NBA basketball court. Mm, he okay. earned it over time. I mean, obviously, there were a lot of people that wanted him to fail. He did not fail. He's obviously arguably the best one or two players on the planet right now. So. Yep. In terms of, if someone tries to fact check me and say, oh, LeBron was made a superstar, okay, I understand that. But you have all these people that organically did it on their own and would sell, they brought it upon themselves. Don't put this person in front of me after eight wins and say, this is the next big person. It was under, uh, the greatest thing since sliced bread. I, I'm, I'm with you to a certain extent. I think that, like, I put it, you know what? I think for an analogy, I put it to you like this. When I compare MCU movies, with anime adaptations. Anime doesn't have a machine behind it. The reason that you know about any anime is because fans talk about it. There's no commercials on television for anime for the most part besides Toonami. You don't hear, uh, see big billboards for anime in Times Square or on Hollywood Boulevard and all that shit. But for a MCU movie or DC Extended you whatever, big comic book movie, you have a whole machine behind it. Promoting, making sure that this has the best opportunity to become the next big thing. I can sort of see where you're going with that. For But for the UFC, it's not the big four North American sports. I know it wants to be, and I think 
it's gotten way more attention than it ever did in like the the 90s and whatnot in terms of uh as a uh as a uh organization limelight revenue um sponsorships that are much more big time and i can appreciate that but with it not being a team sport you're you're obviously entirely dependent on name recognition and superstardom in in inside the octagon right so you're going to do your promotion. I, I I totally get that. This is not a... It's a boxing match. And I'm going to freely admit, boxing has done the reverse. Boxing has gotten worse when it comes to promotion. And much worse when it comes to mainstream appeal and talent. Very few people at this point in time... Actually, 100% of the people that you could ask who are sports fans can name you... Uh, any of the heavyweight uh, champions right now. It's impossible. It's, I think it's generational in terms of... Boxing is much more... You know, I don't, fuck it, I'll say it. I'll say boxing is much more of an art form to me Ooh. than UFC wow. is. Um, and it's just, it's not as, I guess you could say, as exciting in terms of you actually watching a... Uh, a person. I mean, yeah, it happens in boxing where you see a person get knocked out with one punch or mm-hmm. kicked to the face, you, or or the blood trickling down someone's face. But it, it obviously it happens a little bit more frequent. It happens more frequently in UFC. You get just a lot. It's it's a lot more raw action. I think it's it's gives that instant gratification of okay, I'm watching something. And in the next 15 minutes, you have three five rounds. Uh, some someone's either going to get knocked out or, uh, or some, there's going to be some punches that land. We're going to you're going to get that bloodlust, yes. as you can say. Where in boxing, it's a 12 round technical, artistic. Sometimes yeah. depends on the fighters, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's it's just two different aspects of it. And I think McGregor has this sort of cult following where it's just like, oh, I, I like I like him. It's it, and I like to keep going back to the WWE comparison because. Um, they're both sort of combat kind of sports. I mean, yeah, I yeah, I get you, I get you. combat. It's sport. performance, but yeah, yeah, performance uh, sport. But I think Dana White wants McGregor to be the Stone Cold Steve Austin of of the UFC. Hmm. Um, if you look at all these these stars that have transferred over from the WWE limelight, I mean, Hulk Hogan, obviously a major huge star. The you, Rock. You have The Rock. Um, the UFC doesn't have that. They've tried to sort of mesh somebody over into... A few have been in Hollywood yeah, roles, but... No, nothing to that level. Yeah. Um, and especially the way that Vince McMahon just prints money. Um, it, it's it, it's desirable. Yeah. Well, you have... Now you have this, this fight with a... Arguably one of the best pound per pound fighters of all time. time. Yes. I don't you, think it's even an argument. It, I mean... Well... You can name other boxers that you prefer from a stylistic standpoint or an era, but you can't name anybody pound for pound that is better or head and shoulders better, at least when it comes to, and people will nitpick his record and whatnot, but 49 professional boxers have gotten into the ring with him. Not a single one has come out with a victory. Yeah. It's... um... And it, I, and I always got to say this with Mayweather, I don't personally like everything about him outside no, of, of the ring. He's, he, he's done some atrocious things. Yes, I, 
I'm not a fan not of him as a person. not calling him a role model. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of him as, even as a person to a, to a large extent. Yeah. But as an athlete for his sport, you can't find many better than this. Yeah, yeah. It, this is true. Um, but people tr- try to troll on, oh, he, he's constantly running in his fights and, and et cetera. I mean... Well, I got I got a response his, to that. His, his, let, me, let me give a response. Twenty six times out of the forty nine that he's beat somebody, yeah. they've been a knockout. Knockout. Yeah. Now lately, I'll totally agree with you. And yeah. mo- most recently, late in his career, he's certainly conservative. I know that he wants to go fifty and zero. Yeah. Or fifty plus and zero. But at the same time, you're in the ring with him. You've seen. You have forty nine examples of professional fights and how he fights. You're supposed to stop it, stop it, and make sure that he isn't the defensive wizard that he is, and get the knockout. Yeah. If if you're better than him, yeah. if you're not better than him, and you know what's coming, and you can't stop it, I don't want to hear from yeah, you. No, yeah, and I, I, it's, it reminds me of those people that I mean, when you talk football, people always bring up the '85 Bears mm-hmm. uh, having one of the best defenses of all time and being one of the best teams of all time. Yep. Most people can't name the, the wide receiver. No. The wide receiver on, on the Bears. Everyone know Peyton was uh, on that 85 Bears team. Peyton, Walter Peyton didn't score a touchdown in that Super Bowl versus the Patriots. So, yep. I mean, you, you actually had a defensive player, William Refrigerator Perry, score a touchdown. There you go. Um, so, people that are, I guess, fans of, of UFC were like, oh, well, he can't not. All he does is run around. I watched the Pacquiao fight and he just ran around and danced and hugged him. Boxing's an art form. You land your punches when you can land them, and you win round by round by round. Did Pacquiao win? Pacquiao didn't win. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and just and so just to analyze this this potential joke of a matchup or whatever, um, McGregor, who I've watched his fights against Diaz, he barely outslugged Diaz. He lost to Diaz. McGregor does not have a perfect record. No. The, 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 McGregor has lost third, three times. Um, once in the, in the UFC, two Diaz. In a different sport than boxing, but go ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, 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 that's his thing. He's, he's always got a heavy hands. He can, he can hit him. All he's got to do is land one punch. Okay. Cool story, bro. Everyone in boxing is, is trying to land a punch because that's all you can do. Can he I also, is not nearly as quick as Mayweather with, with his hands. Can, can I say something that's so <laughs> obvious that it just hit me? Let's not forget this. McGregor has never professionally boxed, and not only that, has never been inside a ring in a professional fight with gloves on, yeah. and they're different gloves. Yes, they're ten ounce. Well, for the fight, they're supposed to be ten ounce gloves. But for MMA, you can yeah. grapple with you the. Can, you can't grapple with yeah. boxing. He's never even worn in a professional fight yeah. boxing gloves. Yeah. People like boxers to me are arguably the best athletes in the entire sports spectrum. People, their cardio is out of this fucking world. Their hand-eye yeah. coordination and their speed. I, I will. I there, there's there's I certain will, things. I will like, even. But I will. I will put the UFC athletes in that same conversation. Yeah, I'm not going to give athletes. any slouch to them yeah. when it comes to a- athleticism in general, or even toughness, or anything like that. I get all of that. But at the end of the day, for me. The reason why I would obviously put, you know, the smart money on Mayweather to not even have it be close um, is obviously his record, how well he's done, but just experience, period. Experience, um, you're going 12 rounds, 12 three-minute rounds. 
Is it a, a lot different than it's a different sport in five three minute rounds where very you're constantly sport. on your feet, you're moving, your heart. I mean, yeah, you're do, you're you're combat you're doing you're combating in UFC, but you're not on the ground, you're not wrestling, you're not grappling. You are constantly trying to dodge your head from getting blasted. And even when you're watching these McGregor fights, and I'll, I'll link some some stuff so you can see when McGregor's fighting, his hands aren't up. His hands are always to his side, and he's just sort of wailing and swinging like. Just down by his stomach. God help me, some <laughs> fucking clown in a, in a professional. You can watch the Ward uh, fight that's, I guess, going on tonight. And you tell me how, time, how many times you see the boxer with his hands down by his side trying to do stuff with his head. And watch his head doesn't get just ripped apart like a pinata. And the, even uh, McGregor's sparring partner came out, who's a boxer. who's I think he's number 11th currently in the in the world right now. Uh, he's like, And he put out this tape showing McGregor sparring, and it's it's embarrassing like he's he's doing all this like what just like trying to move his head like no you don't like floyd can get away with that and um even uh roy jones jr for a while could get away with that because they had lightning quick speed yep that's what they do that's why they they work on a speed bag i don't see these ufc guys working on on a speed bag well i'm gonna say i i have not seen all the training they they may do some of that but i don't even care there there are sports that are similar I totally hear you on that in terms of both being combat sports. You know, you know sports. what's similar? Water polo. What, you're going to take, let's say we take the world's best water polo player. Someone who's in the water and let's say, oh yeah, uh, let's just call him Pele. He's the Pele of water polo. Yep. We, let's put him in, in a race against Michael Phelps. Yeah. How's that going to work out? It's never going to work out we, in their How favorite. about we put Odell Beckham in a, in a foot race against Usain Bolt? Yeah. Is that going to work out? Yeah. No. It, no. Doesn't, it doesn't transfer over as seamlessly as, as people... Want it to? I don't see this being close. I th- I see it being fun from from a bragging rights standpoint, um, and an an attention standpoint. Because here's the other thing too: this is McGregor's payday. It, yeah. It's painfully obvious why he's doing this. Um, this is going to be more money than he's ever made. Period. If you're the UFC, why are you even entertaining this? Why are you putting oh, him out as a sacrificial lamb? My, it, he wants it too. This is more money than he. This is basically his payday. He can he can stop fighting forever, and his children's children right. will have but, will have. But what does money. this do to your product if you're a UFC? You know, you if, do. If he's if he's if your, he's top, your face, if, he, if, if he's, he's the he's face, your, yeah. If, for lack of a better analogy, uh, like chess, if this is your queen or whatever, and you're putting him out there, and he's going he's going to get knocked out. I, I predict he gets knocked out in three. And what does that do for your sport? You, that, would gonna be have, a, that would be a huge blow. So, so yeah. what does that do I, for, the, for the mythology and the legacy of, of McGregor? Oh, he's he's the world's baddest man in the UFC, but when he went out of boxing, he got he got his lunch handed to him. Yeah. Or whatever. They did the same thing with Rousey. We haven't seen Rousey show her clown face in a, in a goddamn year. I think she's going to be on a reality show. <laughs> yeah, but what does it do for your sport? The UFC, and they took a hurt after they lost... That was their queen at the time. It was. Gone. Remove that that piece from the chessboard. Now you're going to put McGregor out there, and you're going to put him out of his position, out of water, for boxing. Boxing's, I'm not going to say boxing's dead, but boxing is not nearly as popular as it was before. Exactly. Now you are obviously legitimizing boxing. You are letting Mc, uh, Mayweather have his 50th win in glorious fashion. In, M- in Vegas, where he loves to... Yeah. In, he, his home, in MGM... Grand. Yeah, to get his 50th win and just style and, yeah. and win this, this fight in front of everybody. You, I, I don't understand. Yeah, for a payday, that's fine. But if you are supposed to be trying to build this sport up, 
then what it are you trying to do? Why don't we just why don't we put Sue Bird out there on a one on one versus LeBron? Yeah. For like that's what can happen? Yeah. They both play basketball. Yeah, let's, let's do a three on three WNBA versus NBA. How is that going to work out for you, NBA, WNBA? Like, what what do you have to gain from that? Yeah, yeah maybe you'll get a little bit of a of a, some some ticket sales to watch uh, Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, Candace Parker go against LeBron, Curry, and KD. Yeah, that'll be nice because everyone will be there and go into the arena. But how does that help your sport at all? You know what it is. I think it's short term flash in the pan publicity and gain versus long-term strategy and i what other reason is there to watch the ufc if after you've watched mcgregor get yeah now mcgregor no if you're a hardcore fan you're going to be a hardcore fan i'm not talking I, i i hear you i'm not talking about the or i'm not agreeing with the hardcore fans stopping their watching and no. viewing of the ufc but for the the casual observer um, who just wants to dip their toe in. Yeah. You know what I mean? When, like, when oh, there's the something. On. I'm going to go watch When there's bar. something big. Yeah. If people watch when they know compelling stories, one of the reasons why boxing has taken such a hit is because we don't know the names right. of these. I think they got some giant Russian. Yeah. And, and East. Yeah. I don't even know who from what. Nobody knows their story. Nobody knows anything about them. Nobody's able to market them. Yeah. When you know someone's face and their story and you're invested in them, you've seen them over and over again in what looks like big fights, you end up caring and giving a damn about them. It's, it's, the, boy um, that, it's the boy that cries wolf. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's Liddell, uh, Rampage, Rousey, Holly, were, Holly thought, Holm. I they were trying that. to say, oh, yeah, Holly Holm, she knocked out. And then I never heard from Holly Holm since. After she got knocked out, what, I think, twice after that one. I do want Cyborg. another. I do want another Rampage Jackson 18 movie, though. I do want that. Oh, God, I can't even watch that. Was re- it wasn't that bad. Uh, it wasn't that bad. Whatever. God damn it. All right, we've, we've gone on and on and on. And if you're going to watch that fight, don't pay for it. Watch it on Facebook Live. That's Ooh. the best way to watch it. That's what I do for all these crazy pay-per-view things. Yeah. I don't give them a dime of my money. It will be on Facebook Just go Live. Just go to your little Facebook browser and type in the fight yeah type there's in gonna the be fight. thousands of people, people showing it. streaming it facebook hasn't figured out how to stop that stuff. <laughs> and take advantage don't, of it don't save yourself 50 dollars. don't tip the zuck <laughs> <laughs> okay uh our very next one i do want to do it um once we have watched this lakers versus yes, celtics try to watch it uh tomorrow um and then we will also have uh the actual draft to to, to discuss mm-hmm. and the shitty ass nba award show which is going to be a fucking nightmare <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be at the end of the month on TNT, long after basketball is over. I think they're, you're not even going to really have some star power from the NBA. Most people are on yachts in the South Pacific yeah. by now, enjoying their offseason. But whatever. Yeah. We'll, we will see. We'll, we'll definitely get into that. Let us know your thoughts, goddammit, on Twitter. Yes. Fire some questions uh, at Hey It's Stitch, H-E-Y-I-T-S-S-T-I-T-C-H. Just uh, shoot some questions, some uh, feedback. I, I, I read them. I need to be more interactive because like, I'm a little bit late sometimes. Um, there was a guy that uh, told me about some stuff where I was like, you were dead right on some Rousey stuff. I was like, I wish I could like this some more. Yes. But, uh, it's, it's really good to uh, hear back from people know that uh, they're they're listening. I mean, you can – I know a lot of my good friends hit me up and uh, they'll shoot me texts about Shout that. Shut up. Send it to the Twitter thing so we can make sure we can address it on the cast. Get your name out there so yep. we can get those questions on the air. Shout out to Derek. Shout out to Mile Hybler. Yeah, Shout out professor. to Dirty Stew. 
professor. Shout out to Gian from Gian and uh, Daniel Talk yeah, Shit. James. Uh, yeah, big game everybody. James. Everybody who's listened, put some input in on sports. Uh, most of y'all don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but we'll educate <laughs> you. We're, that's what we're here for. Yes. All right. Uh, I think that's all we got. Oh, uh, on Twitter, my actual personal handle is at Cthulhu's Prodigy, C-T-H-U-L-H-U-S-P-R-O-D-I-G-Y. Yeah, and like I said before, hey, it's Stitch, H-E-Y-I-T-S-I-S-T-I-T-C-H. God damn. All right, Mamba out. Mamba out. Peace.